Oil Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you three times each week by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. See, the other day I told you how to help your dad make your family car start like an airplane fast as a flash, remember? I told you to tell him about Skelly Aeromax, gasoline that's tailor-made for quick starting in your kind of weather. Well, tonight, I want to tell you what it means sometimes to have a car that starts like an airplane. So... First, I want you to think about some of the times when it might be very important to have a quick-starting car. Times when a few minutes' delay might be extremely serious. There's catching trains, for instance, or times when Dad has to get to work right on time for some special big job and the car won't start. Or there's times of real serious emergency, fires, accidents, or something like that. You sure want a fast-starting car then, don't you? That's why it's mighty important to know about a gasoline that's tailor-made for quick starting in your kind of weather. A gasoline that helps your car to start like an airplane. Yes, sir. And of course, the gasoline we mean is good old Skelly Aromax. The gasoline that's always full of pep and ginger, just a-waiting for Dad to touch that starter and let her go. But don't forget now how really important it is to have a real quick-starting gasoline in your family car. You better tell your dad tonight that if he wants a car that's always ready for any emergency, to fill the tank with Skelly Aromax, gasoline that's tailor-made for quick-starting in your kind of weather, the gasoline that helps your car to start like an airplane. And now to Captain Midnight. The saving of Bud Conley's life depends on Captain Midnight's ability to remove three tall trees which stand in the way of the takeoff. The only method is to blast them away with the aid of dynamite furnished by a prospector, Ben Gillis. As our scene opens today, the first two trees have been blasted down, and the third one, a gigantic tree, still remains. The last charge of dynamite has exploded, and yet the proud old tree remains perfectly erect, straight as a flagpole. The small group of watchers is standing out of the danger zone just after the explosion at its base. Listen as Chuck exclaims. The tree's not moving. Oh, it's not going to come down. By the tarnation, she's a whopper. Yeah, just ain't no use. Oh, this is a disappointment, Captain. That one tree is the only thing that stands between us and Bud Conley's chance for life. There's still a chance, Barry. That tree may fall yet. But look, if it was going to fall, the wind would have blown it over. That charge of dynamite just wasn't big enough. And it's the last stick I got. There must be some way. There's just got to be. Say, do you think we could go near and examine it? Would that be safe, Mr. Gillis? Oh, sure it is now. That old tree's going to stand there for many a year to come. Anyway, if it was going to fall, one of the safest places is right at the base of the trunk. Gee, Mr. Gillis, how could that be? Well, it's like this, miss. If you're at the foot of the tree, you can look up and see which way it's going to fall. Then you can get on the offside in just a step or two. Well, come on. Let's take a look at it. Jiminy Cricket. Look at that hole in the ground. Well, you can see clean through underneath the tree. How in the world can that tree still stand? Just look at them four big roots there, Major Steele. There's your answer. That's all that's a hole in it. Quick, everybody. I see a way to get this tree down. 
Uh, where's that hatchet, Jack? Oh, there it is, on the ground. Oh, Gosh, Captain Midnight, what's your idea? Yes, Captain, what is it? We haven't got any time to waste if that plane's going to take Conley out of here before dark. Chuck, you and Ben Gillis take the big axe there and go over to one of those two fallen trees and chop out a stout limb about 10 or 12 feet long. Sure, Captain, we can do that. Come on there, lad. Let's get going. You bet. We'll have it for you in a jiffy. Right. What are you going to do, Captain? Oh, here, I'll, I'll use the hatchet. While I'm working, I'll explain it to you. All right. Loop from loop. You're going to chop that root through. That's it, that's it. I'm going to chop that root through, and all that will be holding the tree up is the other three roots. When I get through with this root, I believe the wind will blow the tree over, and it'll fall away from us. But what's the idea of the limb you sent Chuck and Mr. Gillis for? I'm going to use that as a brace against it falling our way. We can't take any chance of anyone getting hurt now. Gosh, you're almost through that root already. Say, look, here comes Chuck and Ben Gillis. Boy, they've got a swell log, too. Well, I'll take this spade and start digging the hole for one end of the log. Oh, that's enough here. Oh, no, Billy, don't do that. You're still pretty weak. Let Chuck or Ben Gillis do it. Besides, we've got to see how long the log is before we can dig the hole. Well, you're right at that. Yeah, how do you like this one, Captain Midnight? Oh, it couldn't be better, Gillis. All right, now, come on. Let's see how long it is. Place it against the trunk at about the angle we'll want there. There. Uh, there. How's that? Oh, that's excellent. Make a mark there with a the spade, Chuck. Here you are, Chuck. Oh, thanks a lot. Oh, that, that's it. All right, that's fine. Now drop the limb on the ground and make a hole there for one end of the pole. There. That's swell. How deep a hole do you want, Captain Midnight? Oh, not very deep there, Chuck. About eight or ten inches. Okay. Uh, I see your idea, Captain Midnight. It may work, too. I believe it's our only chance. Aren't you going to chop the rest of the way through the route? In about two blows will finish it, Patsy. I don't want that tree to fall before we're ready. Are you coming there, Chuck? How's this? Oh, that's fine. Now then, let's hold the log up and ram it down into the hole. Come on. Here, I'll help you. All right. There we go. All right, now, wait. wait. That's high enough. All right, now, into the hole with it. Gee, it goes down about a foot. Yeah, that's fine. I noticed you cleaned some dirt out from the side toward the tree. That's good. All right, now. Let's put the other end against the tree trunk. Easy. How's that? Ah, couldn't be better. Now then, Chuck, you and Gillis lift the limb up about four or five feet there. Come on, lad. How's that, Captain? Fine, hold it. Now I've got room to chop through the rest of the root. As soon as I cut through the last bit, you two lower the limb against the tree. Right you are. All right, here goes then. Look, the root's through. Quick, lower the limb. There. Now she's braced. That tree can't fall this way. Oh, I'm afraid it's no go, Captain. The tree isn't moving. I don't know about that. Look up above. Yes? I think she's beginning to go. You're right, Patsy. She is going. Stand still, everyone. You and Gillis, Chuck, keep pressing down on that brace hard. The wind is forcing her over. Look, she's gathering speed. The fog doesn't do any good now. All right, grab it. You can go and stand back there. Gee, what a sight to see. I'll say. It sends chills down your back. Yes, Tremendous amount of power let loose when one of those things goes over. Well, the last obstacle is removed now. We haven't any time to lose. You sure figured it out, Captain Midnight. Looks like you're going to get your friend out after all. What will we do now, Captain Midnight? Just a second, Chuck. Would you do me a favor, Gillis? You betcha. Uh, what is it? Go with Major Steele and Patsy Donovan and help carry the sick man to the plane. You stay here, Chuck. I want to talk over some things with you. Okay, Captain. Well, come on, Major Steele. Come on, Mr. Gillis. We'll have Mr. Conley back here in no time. Right. All right, Chuck. Let's walk over to the plane. Sure, Captain Midnight. In the first place, you've got to make one of the most difficult takeoffs that any pilot could attempt. I know. And there's another thing I know I mustn't do. Huh? And that is to try to get off the ground too soon. No, Chuck. No, that's absolutely fatal. Now, here's what I'd do. I'd keep the ship's nose down, 
easing it up very gradually, getting just as much speed as you possibly can, and allow the wheels to stay on the ground until you're almost up to the first tree trunk. Then I pull her off, but not too abruptly. All right, I'll do just that. Oh, and there's something else I've just noticed, Captain. Yeah, what's that, sir? The wind. It's changed direction slightly. It's coming a little bit more from the west quarter. Mm-hmm. And uh, what does that mean to you? Well, it means that I must turn that side as soon as I can, so as to gain the benefit of the lift from that side. Right, Chuck, right. And it works in fine, too, because there are no trees on that side to worry about. Uh, well, here we are. While the others are bringing Conley, we'd better lift up the tail and turn the ship around. Here, that's it. Get over there. We've got to have as much room as possible for the run. Okay. I'll take this other side. That's it. All righty now. All right, come on, lift. Uh, all set? All right. Come on now. Around with it. <coughs> Easy. Uh, there, that's fine. Put her down. Easy now. Uh, oh, this is swell. The tail is almost touching this tree trunk. Yes, you've got as much room for your takeoff now as you could possibly have, Chuck. Well, there wasn't anything more we can do for you. Well, I'll do my best, Captain Midnight. But they'll be along with Conley pretty soon. I know. Hadn't we better get up into the cabin and warm up the engine? Absolutely, Chuck. There isn't anything more important than that. All right, come on. And do you want to warm it up? No, Chuck. You're going to do the flying. You get in the pilot's seat and take charge right now. Okay. I guess I might as well get it started. Yeah, sure. We haven't any time to waste. I'll crack the throttle open a little bit and let her warm up. All right. Now then, Chuck, while the engine's warming up, I want to give you some instructions. We worked out your course on the map. Now, you're going to head straight for Ridgeville, Texas. That's the nearest good airport. Yes, and I should get there with about a half hour's gas to spare. Well, that ought to be about right. Now then, after you get in the air, you must contact Ridgeville by radio and tell the field to have an ambulance with a doctor and nurse waiting for you. Okay, I'll do that. Now, another thing. We'll be anxious to know how you're getting along. The Spartan's engine can still turn over. There's a little gas left in the tank. And I can talk to you over the radio, but not after you get any distance away. I'll be broadcasting on the Ridgeview wavelength, so you can listen to that. But for our own conversations, I'll transmit on the Spartan's length. Right, it's a good idea. Let's talk to each other every half hour. On the hour, and on the half. Okay. Anything else? Now, uh, let me think. I... Oh, look. They're bringing Conley now. I'll run up the engine to be sure it's turning over okay. Yeah, all right, go ahead. over like a sewing machine, and I tested her on each mag. That's all I noticed. I believe the engine's all right, Chuck. Well, here we are. Here's Conley. Oh, okay, Major Steele. Uh, we'll lift him up in there, Captain Midnight. All right, all right, but be careful, be careful. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. How's that? Wait a minute. Yeah, that's fine. Did you notice, Captain? We've got him tied. Yes, I see that. Well, it's the only safe thing. Everything ready? Yes. So long, Chuck. Good luck. Good luck, lad. You'll get him through. I'm relying on you, Chuck. I'll do my best, Major. Goodbye, everybody. I'll be back tomorrow. Well, Chuck, nothing more to say. Everything's up to you. A man's life is in your care, and I know that somehow you'll get him through. All right, Captain. But there's one favor I want to ask. Now, what's that, Chuck? Don't send me away to flying school. Well, we'll talk that over later, Chuck. Right now, you've got a job to do. Now, set your brakes. Open that motor. And when I wave to you from the outside, take her off. Okay. And so long. Yes, the thin thread of a human life is in Chuck Ramsey's care. Will he be able to get off the ground safely? And then, if he does, will he be able to fly the lonely sky trail to Ridgeville Airport. Don't miss coming adventures. 
Tune in to Captain Midnight. Say, suppose your dad was going to take you out to a small movie tonight, and when you went out to get in the car, the motor wouldn't start. Say, wouldn't that be disappointing? Well, listen, if you want to help keep things like that from happening in your family, here are two things to do. First, tell dad about quick-starting, tailor-made Skelly Aeromax gasoline. Gasoline that's tailor-made for quick starts in your weather. Second, tell him about easy-starting Skelly Tagoline winter motor oil. An oil that doesn't get thick as glue, but lets the motor turn over easy on coldest mornings. So there, I've given you a real combination to keep your car in quick-starting condition. Skelly Aeromax gasoline and Skelly Tagoline winter motor oil. Tell Dad about them both tonight. Now, be sure to listen to the next adventure of Captain Midnight. We're going to hear from the world-famous auto speed driver, holder of 147 world auto speed records, Ab Jenkins of Salt Lake City. Don't miss this thrilling special feature of our next program. So don't you forget to tune in again Wednesday, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight. Brought to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Can Chuck successfully make the dangerous takeoff from the small clearing in the center of a deep forest and with a dangerously sick man in the plane with him? Be sure to listen Wednesday. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly Man, saying goodbye and happy landing!